Hey friend, this is Julie Slattery, and I'm so glad you've joined me for this episode of Job with Julie. This podcast is a production of Authentic Intimacy, a ministry dedicated to reclaiming God's design for sexuality. Have you ever wanted to share your favorite Job with Julie episode with a friend only to find out that that episode is part of our exclusive member content? Well, what if we could open up those archives for your friends and family? Well, guess what? You can. Now through the end of the year, you can give the gift of an Authentic Intimacy membership to a friend. That means they'll have full access to our entire podcast archive, our webinar archive, our monthly webinars, and online discounts. You can choose between a three-month, six-month, or 12-month membership. This is a great way to share all that you've been learning about God's design for sexuality. So check it out. Just go to AuthenticNMC.com gift. That's AuthenticNMC.com G-I-F-T. And speaking of friends, let's jump into a conversation with two of my good friends, Yvette Marr and Linda Dillo. In this week's Job with Julie, I had a great time talking about how we can prioritize intimacy in marriage. Not why, we've talked about that before, but how. And this is going to look different for each of us depending on the current challenges we're facing. But here's what I hope you walk away with. Making time to make love or having times of intimacy with your spouse is always going to take some effort. There's always going to be some excuse to put it off for another season. So today we'll give you some practical things you can do to make this a priority in your life today, wherever you may be in your marriage. Let's head to the coffee shop. Well, I'm back in my old stomping ground of Colorado Springs, having coffee and great Java conversation with Yvette Marr and Linda Dillo. Thank you for being with me. She's back. She's back. Yeah. It's so good to have you, Linda, at the gang. We've got the band back together. This feels so cool to be here. It really does. And we are talking about something that is close to the heart and soul of authentic intimacy, which is how do you make sexual intimacy a priority in marriage? We mean, how do you make time to make love? Exactly. Mm. Uh, We've done some podcast episodes on why it's important to make sexual intimacy a priority in marriage, but then the how-to. Okay, I get it, Julie, it's important. Here's why it's important, but you don't understand how tired I am. Or you don't understand that I've been sick for the last three months. Or that my husband is never home. He's deployed. All kinds of different situations where you understand the importance of sexual intimacy, but the how-to is really a struggle. Neither of you have ever experienced that, right? I'm glad you unpacked the definition of what we're talking about, because when I heard you say the how-to for making love and having sexual intimacy, I thought, well, we're about to go in places where angels fear to tread. Like, <laughs> we're going there? The how-tos? Yeah. Okay, but it's how to find time, yeah. how to prioritize. Okay, now. Right. Now we're not, we're not going to talk about body parts. Today. Well, that's why I was kind of scared and a little excited all at the same time. <laughs> You're so funny. There. Okay, maybe we'll do there. another podcast I was going to say, that. can we yeah, throw it so out there as a potential? Thank you. All right, yes. all right. But time, yes. I've never known Yvette to be afraid, so. <laughs> <laughs> Scary thought. That's true. <laughs> all right, how to find time, prioritize. You When you were even just talking, I was picturing someone wife who's got two little ones right now who Mm -hmm. I think one threw up on her last night and the (laughs) other one God bless him was uh screaming from the bathroom I'm constipated and scream crying and so she's running between these two and I was sitting and looking going oh 
oh, that poor mama, she's exhausted on every, every level. And then just like cue the music, her husband walked in and it hit my brain, literally. Oh, and then there's that. (laughs) And then there's him. And then there's them. And then there's everything else that's going on in their lives. And just thinking, and we're going to talk about this on Java with Julie. So Julie, you have to unpack what is that mama to do? And I know that's not the only season of life that has to be unpacked here today, but I really am hanging by a thread to hear how you're going to respond to this mama. Uh, Yeah, um, we can get really practical about what she should do in that situation. Before I I even go there, I want to just say one thing I love about you, Linda, is knowing you, if you were in that home, you would actually turn to that mama and at some point ask her, how's your sex life? (laughs) You wouldn't say it that way. You'd say, honey, I just want to know, how is sexual intimacy with your husband? That was a very good, boy, by the way, that was fabulous. And you've done that to me in many seasons of marriage, and I've heard so many stories who does that? Do you mean Other I talk than, about sex a lot? Do, is who, that what you're you saying? You bring it up. I know. I, yes, like God over, over tofu, you bring it up. <laughs> you know what? God, <laughs> If God nudges you, you have to, Julie. And he gives me these nudges about it. He a does. lot. Yeah. He does. I don't know anyone else who does that. I don't even think I do that. <laughs> no, you do. Do I? You do. Okay. Yeah. With my good It's friends. not as sweet sounding, though. What I gotta do, I, just what say, do I say? It's not in a Linda Dillo voice. It's, What's my voice? So, are you guys taking showers together <laughs> regularly or not? I do ask have you, you that. Have you, have you or have you not? Look, she's blushing. Uh, yeah. Okay, so there you go. We'll just leave that there. Maybe we'll unpack it later on a, the next podcast. You're going to ask me Julie. that because oh. I know the answer. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, and there we go. You tell me before I get a chance to ask you. Uh (laughs) Yes. So for anyone listening, the answer is maybe. None of your business, Julie. And (laughs) anyone. I am blushing. You are. I love you. But the thing that's different between me and Linda is I ask The bluntness? Yeah. I ask (laughs) the kindness? I ask my... (laughs) The tenderness? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) But I ask my good friends that. Linda asks these ladies what, that. in King Supers? <laughs> no, you just walk no, up to people? No, I ask the worship leader. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe when I'm in my Maybe the Lord is going to nudge you differently. You know? Did you do this when you were my age? There was a verse I wanted to read. Okay, you're not answering the wow. question. Ba-boom. That was, that was <laughs> transition. You know, I don't know if I did. I think... I did maybe not quite as much. Okay, I think so I wasn't I'm learn. Quite, I think I wasn't quite as bold because yeah. I heard, yeah, I heard about the worship leader that she said, "Do you know the question Linda Dillo asked me?" <laughs> well, yes, go. yeah, she's mm-hmm. also a recording artist. She isn't just a worship leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So read your verse. Transition to your verse. Bring um, the scripture in as and, Linda and Dillo. I'll, and then yes. I'll give advice to this dear tired okay. mom that has constipated children. Yes. <laughs> My kids didn't know the word constipated. Right? I, was said, I was impressed. I was impressed too. That. No, I was impressed. Like yeah. that's a big word. It's a big word. Right. I can't go, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what mine said. It's stuck. <laughs> okay, and there's right. another the verse. transition. <laughs> God's used this passage in Proverbs five in my life through all the seasons, and He's used it again in this season 
And it's in Proverbs 5, 19, where it says to the wife, as a loving hind and a graceful doe, let her breast satisfy you at all times, be exhilarated always with her love. And so it was like God took these words at all times and always out of this verse and he just pierced him into my heart and he said okay Linda that means when you have little kids who are screaming and the last thing on your mind is making love with your husband all you want to do is get under the sheets alone and be left alone it's when you're exhausted because of teenage problems it's when you have physical problems and you're older. But it says in my Bible, let her breast satisfy you at all times and be exhilarated always with her love. And it's talking specifically here about sexual love. So mm. I think this is a verse just to go with the constipated little kids and through every single season that it's God's perspective to put in our minds. And that's what he says to us. But the how, Julie, but how? Yeah, well, let's talk about this with little kids. And Linda, you and I have been able to minister together enough to know that you and I approach this differently when we each had little kids. Your approach was, I want you to tell, what, what does TS mean and how did that help you? Well, I had to remind myself to think about sex because I, it was the last thing on my mind. I had three children and the oldest was three and I was exhausted. My husband sent me to a doctor because I was so tired and the doctor found out the ages of my children and laughed. Mm-hmm. And... I put TS on my calendar every few days, and it was my code to think about sex. And Jody didn't, my husband didn't know until 15 years later that I wrote this across my calendar to jog my brain to think. Because, first of all, why is it so important to think about sex? You didn't say age sex, like have sex. You put think sex. No, because. Our brain is our best sexual organ. It's a woman's best sexual organ. And if you get your brain going, and if you start thinking about it, and thinking about how can I get ready for this tonight? How can I get the kids in bed? How can I get some energy? And how can I make this fun and exciting? If you get your brain going there, if you start remembering, if you pull out from your treasure chest in your mind and remember a really exciting sexual time with your husband, your body begins to get ready. So that's why. And so you kind of just described kind of what my next question was, how do you think about sex? Because we have in our world all these counterfeit ways to think about sex, and Some women and men listening might say, oh, okay, that means I need to look at pornography. It means I need to read a romantic, erotic novel, get my mind there. How do we think about sex without violating God's design for sex, even in our thought life? We think about our own husband and 
those times with him, we open up the Song of Solomon, and I've got portions of it memorized, so I think down through that, but I apply it to my own husband. But so what portions do we memorize? Oh, you can... People want really practical all right. ideas here. All right. You can memorize chapter 7, verses 1 through 9. You can memorize really verses 10 through 13 about how they're going to go outside and make love. You can memorize chapter 5, verses 10 through 16, where she's thinking about her husband's body. Mm-hmm. And it's very erotic. And it's in the Bible. Or you can just begin to thank God for your husband. I've got a pretty creative memory, so I can just think about my own husband. You know, I'd really love someday to read the Song of Linda. We got mm. the Song of Solomon, but I, I have a feeling you could write a Song of Linda. Have you ever, seriously, mm. written specifically? I mean, I know you and Julie have written a lot, and of course the amazing, amazing 10-week study that you have both given to the rest of us. Have you ever written just on this topic from Linda to the world. Like Song of Linda. Yeah. No, I haven't done that. I would have to really think that one through. Maybe that's the next book you should read. Yeah. Which is something you always say to me, Linda. So yeah, I, I do. I do. I had to look up a quote because I'm all about goal setting right now. Goals mm-hmm. and vision boards and thinking forward. And I looked up this quote because I think it comes back to a little bit of a how. A goal properly set is at least partially reached. Mm. If we are just flying through the busyness of our lives and our schedules, uh, pick any topic, right? Mm -hmm. Our retirement or where we want to live or college for kids or, Mm -hmm. you know, a goal. We need to have these things out in front of us so that we can better attempt to plan and to put the parameters, you know, that we need, right? But a goal properly set is at least partially reached. Does that apply? It really does. As Linda and I over the years have shared just different pieces of our own journey and our own marriages, for Linda, it was a matter of making sexual intimacy a priority. But it was always something that was fun for you and Jody. It was always Mm -hmm. something that was relatively problem-free. And that wasn't true for me. It wasn't true for me and Mike early in our marriage. And so it wasn't just a matter of making a priority. I can make it a priority, but enjoying it was a whole nother thing. And so there were have been several seasons in our marriage where I've set the goal. And the goal has been, God, I really want this to be what you want it to be for our marriage. And I know it's not. I know I'm not experiencing what you want me to experience So I just, for the next three months or six months, want to pray about this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes even without telling my husband that I was praying about it. But I want to read a book on it with your perspective. I want to make it a priority. And here's how I want to do that. And you're absolutely right, Yvette. That quote is so true that it begins with setting our heart on what we want to move towards. And yeah, there's a lot of practical steps in between setting the goal and actually seeing it come to fruition. But until you determine in your heart that, God, this is where we want to go, you're never going to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I respect you so much for doing that, and I've watched you mm-hmm. do it. And that is, it's so exciting. 
-hmm. And it should be an encouragement to so many women listening that they can set that goal. And I love the idea. Another way to think sex Mm -hmm. is to go through passion pursuit, Mm -hmm. to read intimate issues, to read other books by Christian authors about sexual intimacy so that you're thinking about God's perspective and okay we could try that okay this is a good creative idea and you're thinking about things in a godly good way and the fact that you're listening to this podcast right now means that at some level you get that yeah because you've chosen to spend time learning about this topic what's the definition of pursuit going after something that's the first thing running fast that's the first thing that comes to my mind is I'm chasing something. I'm going after it. I want to get it. Actively. Mm -hmm. Actively. Right. Right. Stepping into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pursuing. Fill in the blank. Yeah. But when we are pursuing passion, Mm -hmm. pursuing intimacy, pursuing Mm -hmm. our spouse, Mm -hmm. what a beautiful picture of going after it. Mm -hmm. But we don't just arrive, right? It's in motion. And I I do think about those exhausted moms out there right now and a a lot of what you're saying that even with that word pursuit Yvette is really true because for me and I think for a lot of women a roadblock is we don't even ever think that we should pursue passion we've heard that sex yeah it's important in marriage and you should have it to keep each other happy but for me even the thought that I should be pursuing passion it's like why you know why would God care if sex in our marriage is passionate Mm -hmm. he's interested in the spiritual stuff he's uh, god and so for a lot of people just getting past that right that obstacle to actually say that is god honoring to pursue passion in your marriage is okay well then let's let's go in all seasons in all seasons seasons. okay i want to go back to the practical Mm -hmm. and i want to encourage the the young women who have little children Pool ideas with your friends. You must have some creative friends. The thing that I did that worked the best, because I had these three little children and we had hardly any money, was I hired a babysitter on Saturday mornings to take the kids to the park. And I gave them lots of juice boxes and treats and told them not to come back for at least two hours unless someone was very bloody or <laughs> and this is before cell phones. Yeah. This was before cell phones. Yeah, unless there was a big problem and the park was not that far away. And why did I do this? Was it so I could sit down and read a book? Oh no, it was so I could make love with my husband on Saturday morning from 10 to 12 when I was awake and was alive and had some energy and it was not nighttime. Mm. But reality is reality, and the kids would be sick on a Saturday, or the babysitter had something else going on, and she couldn't do it, or my husband would be out of town. So it probably worked about one out of four times Mm -hmm. on a Saturday. But do you know what that spoke to my husband? It spoke to him that I was really working on finding a way for us to have time together. I love that. I love the practicality of that. And this message is for men too. We have a lot of husbands listening and we don't want to 
talk with the assumption that it's always the man who's prioritizing sex and the woman's the one that needs to get with it. And a lot of marriages, I think even more so today, we're seeing that it's actually the husband that doesn't know how to prioritize sex and that he doesn't acknowledge that it's a need in the marriage and he's avoiding it for one reason or another. And so what we're talking about is for both the husband and wife. It doesn't always just fall on one or the other to make this a priority as a team effort. Well, it comes back. I know the two of you particularly are so keen and beautifully prioritizing the word intimacy. And it's not just the sexual activity. It's the intimacy of being together and prioritizing time and pursuing heart Mm -hmm. and each other on every level, right? And that's what you have to work at in every season because you can find time for a quickie when you have four teenagers, but they never go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And they are five in the morning, and they're so they're always sleeping then, and they're so interested in everything that's going on, and you don't want them to be interested in what's going on behind your bedroom door, and so you have to find time, you have to find a creative way to be able to make love with your husband, where none of these people are listening or knowing what's going on, and what we did was have dates at a B&B. And that's where we could go because we were living in Europe. And my biggest fear was that people were going to see the missionaries leaving the B&B at midnight, you know. Mm -hmm. But for five hours, we got to make love, but we also got to just lay there naked and unashamed and talk together and laugh together without anybody listening. Mm -hmm. Or potentially coming through the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or knocking. Or, or knocking loudly. Exactly. And I need you, Mom. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was our favorite kind of date. I hope what you're hearing as you listen to this is a lot of this work actually doesn't happen in the bedroom. It's navigating together, mm-hmm. talking through how do we make this a priority. And there are different challenges for every season. We've talked about the challenges of having little children. We've touched on the challenges of having teenagers. Just because the children even leave the home doesn't mean there aren't going to be new challenges. Oh my goodness, yeah. You have physical, you're exhausted. Maybe there's something happening now in a different season that's Mm -hmm. more medically Mm -hmm. uh, connected. Or or like grief. Oh my goodness, yes. You you lose a loved one and and that's the last thing on your mind. Right. uh, You're depressed. Uh, work is really stressful. There's money problems. You know, all these things are things that can interfere with even the ability to respond emotionally and physically to any attempt at intimacy. Yeah. Well, Julie, you shared, and I appreciate so much you're doing that, that the first years of your marriage, you had to really make some hard choices to pursue growing intimacy and the first years were easy for me but this last season is when it's been difficult and so I've had to make those hard choices that okay whatever it takes whatever that looks like we are going to make intimacy and sexual time together work whatever the cost Mm -hmm. and my husband had prostate cancer and surgery and 
Every woman I talked to whose husband had had that just said, forget it. It can't work after that. And I decided that I wasn't going to accept that. And that was four or five years ago that he had that. And it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. With medication for him, it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We make it work. We rarely can have intercourse but we can have sexual involvement and it can be beautiful and we have very very special times of sexual intimacy together mm-hmm. and i was thinking recently we were laying together for an hour just sharing and talking after we'd made love and i thought i don't remember ever just sharing on this level mm after being together sexually we share something on a deeper level than we did 15 years ago but it's taken a lot of prayer and planning because it always has to be in the morning Mm -hmm. i get up and want to do other things in the morning Mm -hmm. and so it's god this is so important to my husband and I'm going to make it important to me, mm-hmm. and we're going to make this work. Mm. Pursuit. Yeah. That's a pursuit. It's a yeah. beautiful pursuit. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing yeah. that, because first of all, like you explained, I think a lot of couples, as they age, just give up, and they don't even think about what it looks like and to pursue sexual intimacy when our bodies begin to fail. But also, even if they are working towards that, they don't tell people about it. They don't share that. And so as uh, younger women, when we think about what the future looks like for us, it's good to have role models Mm -hmm. of what that Mm -hmm. practically looks like to continue to make sexual intimacy an important part of your marriage and a priority. Mm -hmm. And all of this is back to the scripture, so that, so that the enemy Mm -hmm. does not come in. And tempt you. And tempt. And it goes back to what we said, too, about at all times and always. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had several friends in their 70s like me who have shared with me that for different reasons, sexual intimacy is not part of their relationship now. And what a grief that is. And so I just say, you keep working for it. And if you come to that place where it can't be a part, you still like the dear woman who said, I lay down with him and stroke him and give all the intimacy I can, even though I'm his nurse, I'm going to give him lover attention. You just still... Mm-hmm. keep whatever you can mm-hmm. but you just still keep working in whatever way you can yeah you S- pursue see i think it's pursuit so i want to talk to that young woman that we we mentioned Started at the very with. beginning because i hope that this also gives you perspective that at every stage there are going to be challenges and it's mm-hmm. not like you can put this on the back burner and say well someday when the kids are older and i have more energy that if you don't set the habit of working towards this and fighting for it now, you never will. And be grateful that your bodies work and that 
your hormones are all balanced and all those things that in the future may not be true. And uh, I know when I was in those seasons of being a young wife, to be reminded of the things that we have today that we won't have forever makes you grateful for what you do have, even if you don't have the time and energy. No, I think that's really practical and a good reminder, whatever we are focusing on. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this has to be a priority. And we have to remember that really, it's about loving one another and going deeper into intimacy. And so we want to just keep learning at every stage how to do that. Well, many thanks to Linda and Yvette for the wisdom that they consistently bring to this podcast. I hope you've been encouraged in your marriage and in your pursuit of intimacy. We talked a lot today about our Bible study, Passion Pursuit. You can find that at AuthenticIntimacy.com, and we'll also link to a few other resources from Linda and Yvette. And don't forget to check out the opportunity to give the gift of membership to a friend or family member this season. It's a great way to share what you're learning here, and it helps Authentic Intimacy as well. Learn more at AuthenticIntimacy.com gift. That's AuthenticIntimacy.com G-I-F-T. Hey, thanks for joining me, and I look forward to having coffee with you again next time on Joppa with Julie.